Oh, hey, how's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, best-selling author, CEO, and founder of High Impact Coaching here. And we're going live today. Today, what I wanted to tell you guys about, we've been getting a ton of questions around, specifically around my story and how I was actually able to go from a non-existent life coaching business. You know, so I was in the life coaching business, stereotypical, quit your corporate job, start a life coaching business. The difference for me was that when I quit my job and started my life coaching business, within about three months, I turned it into a six-figure business. And within 12 months, we actually had our first six-figure month. So we've been getting a lot of questions from a lot of different coaches in the group, a lot of coaches on our list and in our audience asking us like, is it actually possible to go from a non-existent business, no idea what you're doing to a seven-figure business or six figures a month even within 12 months. And so I wanted to go ahead and just kind of like give you guys my full story because I think a lot of people have not heard our first, our full story. Obviously, you know, now with where we're at, I had quit my job just under three years ago. You know, now with where we're at, we have a seven figure coaching business, high impact coaching, breaching on multiple seven figures. So we're soon going to be multiple seven figures. We've got a team of 10 or 11. I should probably know this by now. We've helped hundreds of coaches build six-figure, multiple six-figure, even seven-figure and multiple seven-figure businesses. We've even worked with billionaires. We've obviously have a best-selling book now. Uh, we've got clients in six of seven continents that we help take their coaching businesses full-time, six of seven continents that have helped take their coaching businesses full-time. So we're doing it in every area of the world as well. But I wanted to share this with you for several reasons, because we have so many people reaching out to us that know they want to go down the coaching path, that know that they want to have a bigger impact have more meaning in their life, have a great financial freedom, and then you know time freedom as well. But a lot of people are not fully understanding what it actually takes to get to that point. So I wanted to just open up the kimono and kind of give you guys the full view because our goal, our big mission, truthfully, our big mission at High Impact Coaching over the next two and a half years is to help 1,000 coaches go full-time. Our goal is to help 1,000 coaches go full time. And the reason that we want to do that, you know, in my opinion, right, every single coach that we get to help, it's like paying it forward. If we can help one coach and that coach can then go help tens, dozens, hundreds, thousands, even millions of more people, we get to have a massively bigger impact. And frankly, you know, I know if we can help just 1% of this world's population live from a more courageous, more purposeful place, you know, make their decisions from a place of love, courage, purpose, and in growth and intentional action, we might actually have a shot at solving a lot of this world's major, major problems. And that's why I became a coach to begin with. And I know that's why you're a coach as well, because you see so many of these world's problems and you know that you can't just sit by and not have an impact and not get to more people and not change some lives and serve because without serving, you know, life has a lot less meaning, right? So I wanted to share that with you guys because our big goal is to help 1000 coaches go full-time six figures, multiple six figures, even seven figures over the next two and a half years, right? So by the end of 2021, 1,000 coaches to go full-time. So my journey didn't always look like this. I wasn't always a coach. I wasn't always here doing Facebook lives in front of a bunch of people, right? Or doing podcasts in front of a bunch of people. I was, you know, let's go back to the very beginning. You know, when I first went to college, right? I was really good at math and science, Right. So I was really good at math and sciences when I was in high school. So the proverbial question, what are you going to do with your life, Xander? Like it was a pretty easy question to answer, right? What are you going to do with your life, Xander? Well, I'm really good at math and science. So I guess I'm going to be an engineer, right? If I'm an engineer, you know, everybody told me, my teachers told me, my parents told me, all my friends like, oh, Xander, you're so good in school. Like you should be an engineer. Engineers always make great money. There'll always be needs for engineers. You know, you'll always have something, right? And so I became an engineer. I went to UCLA for electrical engineering. 
And while I was at UCLA, while I was at UCLA, I really ran into, you know, my first encounter with purpose, with mission and fulfillment. And it definitely was not while I was sitting in like math or physics class, like doing equations and shit like that. You think I enjoyed doing equations and math? No, nobody enjoys doing math and equations and shit like that. My first encounter with purpose was I had to pay my way through college. So I joined Air Force ROTC. And it was in Air Force ROTC that I really learned that I loved to serve others, that I loved to lead, that I loved to mentor, that I loved to empower, right? And I excelled. I excelled in Air Force ROTC. I actually, I graduated top of my class at field training, which is like Air Force ROTC boot camp. I got the Top Gun Award. I was actually lining up to be a fighter pilot in the Air Force. And my senior year, my senior year, I made a really dumb decision. And my senior year, after a couple of beers out with some buddies, I decided to drive home. And while I was driving home, I got a DUI. I was 21 years old and I basically had my entire life planned and everything was kind of like ripped out in front of me or ripped out from under me, I should say. You know, I got a DUI and because I got a DUI, I was kicked out of the Air Force. I lost everything that I had and what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And so as a 21-year-old kid, I did what every 21-year-old lost kid does and I joined the corporate world, right? So I joined the corporate world. And as I joined the corporate world, I took all of these skills and all of this passion and everything that I had learned in Air Force ROTC as a leader, as a mentor, as a communicator, I had learned that. And I took it into the corporate world and I worked for Cisco System for five years, five or six years. And I took it there. And as a systems engineer in Cisco Systems, I excelled, right? I was, again, top of my team, top of the organization, always excelling. I worked with companies like Disney, Facebook, Sony, DirecTV, Verizon, NBC, Universal. I worked with all these companies. And as a kid in his mid-20s, as a kid in his mid-20s, I had a standing meeting with the Disney CIO, right? You know, a kid in his mid-20s, living in Venice Beach, driving around in a BMW, you know, flying around the country. I had what everybody told me was success, but I didn't feel successful. I felt empty. And I felt like everything that I was doing was a lie, I felt like it was a facade covering up what I wanted to do deep down, which was helping people and serving. And I think so many people get caught in this idea of doing what everybody else wants them to do or what they should do. And this is all based on what other people's visions, other people's fears, other people's stigmas that they put onto you. And I was stuck in this for five years. And I kept, you know, every raise, every promotion, I'd get a sharp hit of dopamine and the excitement of, you know, a promotion or a raise or a new money. And then shortly after it was just dulled by a dull like hunger for more, a lack of true fulfillment and purpose. And I kept doing this for years until I had a conversation with one of my mentors. And this was a little over three years ago. And he was an entrepreneur at the time. And he traveled the world speaking, making seven figures as a health and wellness speaker. And he told me, he said, Xander, what do you want to do? Like, you've got a lot of skills. You could be successful in a lot of different things that you want to do. What is it that you actually want to do? And I told him, I was like, well, the only thing that's really been missing in my corporate life is like, you know, I miss the leadership, the mentorship, the coaching. I miss coaching people, right? He's like, what would you do full-time? I'd like, I'd coach full-time if I could. That's the only thing missing in my career right now. And he asked me, he said, well, why don't you do that? Why don't you coach full-time? And I said, well, you know, despite the fact that I don't know how the hell to do that, right? You know, I've got this amazing career. I'm getting paid a lot. I've got all this momentum. I'm going to be one of the youngest directors in Cisco's recent history. Like, I don't want to throw that away. And he told me something. He said, Xander, just because there's a path laid out in front of you, does that mean you should walk it? And just because you're good at something, does that mean that you should do it? He said, what would you do if you couldn't fail? And I said, I coach. What would you do if you couldn't fail? That was the question that really got me, that really triggered me. And when he asked me that, 
I realized that a majority of my life, I had been living with this idea that I was probably going to fail. I was living from a place of fear. And as much as I wanted to believe that I was courageous, and as much as I wanted to believe that I was a leader, I wasn't. I was always making decisions from a place of fear rather than purpose. And he said, Xander, do you know the difference between you and me? I said, well, you make a shit ton more money than I do. At the time, I was making only $200,000 a year, and he was making seven figures. And he said, Xander, you know the difference between you and me? And I said, well, you make a shit ton more money than I do. And he goes, the difference between you and I is that I'm actually living my dream. And ever since you got kicked out of the Air Force, you've just been dreaming one. And he said, Xander, one day you will realize that the only resource more important than money is time. And every moment off purpose is a moment wasted. The sooner you realize that, the sooner you'll have more of your time back to live on purpose. Now, this conversation with a mentor of mine was on a Saturday, and it was lubricated by a little bit of tequila. So it wasn't, it wasn't entirely without help, but it was on a Saturday. And that next Sunday, I couldn't stop thinking about our conversation. And that next Monday, I went back to work, and I had my whole day of you know corporate conferences and meetings set up. I had my 8 a.m. call to go over sales, my 9 a.m. call to go over the team organization, my 10 a.m. call one-on-one with my manager. And after the 8 a.m. call, I couldn't stop thinking, I'm never going to get that hour back. And after the 9 a.m. call, I couldn't stop thinking, I'm never going to get that hour back. 10 a.m. rolls around, never going to get that hour back. By midday, I thought, I'm never going to have that morning back. I called up my manager. I said, Frank, I'm done. And he goes, what do you mean you're done? Like, do you find another job? Where are you going? What are you doing? Who poached you? Right? And I was like, no, nobody poached me. I'm just done. I just can't do this anymore. He said, well, like, what do you mean? I was just like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I'm going, but I know that this isn't it. And I know that if I don't focus on figuring it out right now, I'll never get there. And that was the moment. That was the moment that I quit my job and went all in. Now, I want everybody to understand this right now. That was the moment that I made a decision that there was no other route. There was no other path. I could never go back to the corporate world. I was 100% in. And for a lot of people, this is a really big shift because so many people just dabble. So many people are 99% in and you can never be 99% in on living your purpose. If you're 99% in on living your purpose, you'll never get there. You have to be 100% committed. It's like, this sounds harsh, but it's like live your purpose or die trying. You have to be 100% committed to literally living your purpose and your mission. Because if you're not 100% committed, you will never get there because it's not easy. It is hard. So I quit my job and everybody always says, oh, Xander, so you were making $200,000 a year. Like you had all this money saved up. So you were totally good to go. You could just invest in all this stuff, build a website, invest in mentors, do all this coaching. You had all this money that you could do that with. I'm like, no, you guys, I'm a millennial, right? What do you think I did with my money that whole time I was making it? I spent the shit out of it. I spent every penny that I had. I had about three months of living expenses saved up after I quit, right? And I spent all of that within the first 30 days. I spent all of it on mentorship, coaching, and programs, Because I knew, you know, I had spent $100,000 on my university degree that got me an education that did not get me where I wanted to go. Why would I hesitate on investing when I finally knew what I wanted to do? When I was finally truly committed on something that could actually bring me purpose and fulfillment and I could serve others. Why would I even hesitate to spend that money? So I did. I spent everything that I had saved up and I put myself into like $21,000 worth of credit card debt. I racked up debt over those first three months. But I knew that one of the most important things for me to do was to learn from the people that had gone before me. Tony Robbins always says, success leaves clues, 
right? And I knew that the only resource more important than my money was my time. And I was done wasting my time and I was willing to spend whatever money was necessary to accelerate my growth and accelerate my learning as fast as possible. And because of that, within three months, within three months, I started bringing in six figures as a coach doing exactly what we tell you guys to do. I had taken, I had learned from like seven or eight different mentors and everybody had their own ideas and all these old outdated systems. And we had to take and piecemeal all these different pieces together. And I had to find the combination that actually worked to help take someone from a non-existent business to a six-figure coaching business in less than 90 days. And I figured it out. And in that first, or it was that three and a half months, that fourth month, I brought in 13K in clients. The next month went up about 50%. I was like 17K. Then it was like 24K, then 32K. And it was just going up from there. And at this point, I had started to build like, this was all as a life coach, by the way, right? So I love when people are out there there, because truthfully, like there's a funny joke that one of my uh, buddies told me, he goes, Xander, what's the, you know, what's the difference between a life coach and an Uber driver? And I go, I don't know. And he goes, an Uber driver actually gets paid to give you advice right? He was saying that because truthfully, it's like 98% of life coaches will never make an income. 98% of life coaches will never make an income. And it's sad. It's really sad. But most of the time, it's because they haven't actually learned how to do the business part of it yet, right? You know, it's one thing to be a great coach, but if you don't learn how to do the business part, you're never actually going to be able to get to the people that need you. There's two halves to a coaching business. There's coaching and there's business. It's like, how do coaches not understand this? It's hilarious to me right? But you have to be great at both. You can't just be great at one and okay at the other. It'll never work. You have to be phenomenal at both sides. You have to be willing to learn and get better at both sides because most coaches innately are pretty good at coaching, but they're shit at business. I was shit at business, but I had to learn. I had to learn how to be great at business. I had a mentor of mine that third month. And I remember one of the things that he told me literally changed the entire way that I viewed my coaching business. Because at that point I was phenomenal as a coach. But what he told me, he said, he said, Xander, it's not good enough just to be a good coach. Because if you're a good coach, but you can't get it to the people that need it, you're not going to be able to coach anyone. He said, you have to be able to sell market and promote yourself better than the marketers out there. See, at the time I was upset at all the marketers that I saw out online that were shit coaches, but they were getting all the clients. I was like, these people are terrible coaches, but they're getting all the clients. They're making all the money. And then people are walking away with a terrible taste in their mouth because they're not getting results right? They're jaded and skeptical and they're not getting results and it's immoral. And he said, Xander, rather than blaming them for what they're doing, at least they're trying rather than blaming them. It's your moral responsibility to get so good at marketing, selling, and promoting yourself that you outsell them, that people come to you rather than working with these other shitty marketers that are out there. And at that moment, something clicked and I dedicated myself to really learning every single thing that I needed to to become the best at building a coaching business in the world. And as soon as I did that six-figure business, you know, 13K a month, then it was 17, then it was 24, then it was 32, then it was 40-something, right? And it just kept going up month after month after that, right? And this was as a life coach, as a goddamn life coach, right? Now, something happened at this point. Now, I had built a network. I built a network of all these different coaches in the health and wellness space, the life coaching space, transformational space, relationship building space, business consulting space. And everybody was just like, We've been trying to build coaching businesses for like four years, like three years, like 24 months, five years, 10 years, right? How did you just do it in three months? And so a lot of these people started to reach out to me and be like, dude, like you got to teach me what you just did. And so we're like, okay. And we, our eyes should say, at this point, it's just me. There's no team. So I was like, let's test this out. Let's see if this works. And I tried it out with a couple of people and it worked. 
they got results. They started getting clients, high paying clients that were more committed. They started generating leads, leads that were, were high quality leads, right? They started to enroll at really high levels. The clarity around their messaging started to connect with more people and they started to build. They started to get results. And as they got results, they started to refer more people to us. And boom, high impact coaching was born, right? For the first year and a half, high impact coaching was completely organic, completely organic. We had our first six figure month, completely organic, no ads, no marketing, no nothing. Simply by having a great organic lead generation strategy, a phenomenal positioning and the best sales and enrollment process in the world. And on top of it all, we got results. One of the most important things that you can do as a coach. And because of that, the business started to grow on its own, right? Now, I don't want you guys to think that it was all daisies and rainbows to get to that first six-figure month because it wasn't. With any business, you're going to face some serious challenges. And the biggest challenge happened to me about six and a half, seven months after I started my business. Now, at this point, I was bringing in you know, whatever it was, like 30K a month. I had just made the transition to high-impact coaching. And... Everything seemed on track for me to hit my first six-figure month. And then I got the news. I was at a mastermind and I saw my phone ring and it was my best friend's dad. And I knew immediately. I answered the phone and Tony Gourlay told me, Xander, I got to tell you the truth. AJ's gone. He killed himself. Six months into building my coaching business, my best friend took his own life. He had suffered from PTSD and depression and addiction for the better part of 10 years. Here's someone that I grew up with since I was eight years old, played soccer, played baseball with him. He introduced me to my first girlfriend. I joined the Air Force. He joined the Marines. And here I was, a coach that had helped people overcome depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and PTSD. I could help all of them, but I didn't help AJ. I couldn't help AJ. And that sent me into a deep, deep, dark place. For the better part of six months, I woke up every single morning, and my clients know this, everybody out there in the high-impact coaching community, I love you guys. For the better part of six months, I woke up every single day and bawled my eyes out. I cried about 30 minutes. I was clinically depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed, but I knew that I had a mission, and I had the resources and support and accountability from mentors and coaches and programs and my team that did not want me to fail. It was the community. It was the team. You know, the people around you are by far the biggest influencer of where you're going to go. Without my team, without my community, the programs that I was part of, my mentors, I would not have been able to keep going. Without that family, I would not have been able to do what I did. But I was able to pick myself up. And for six months, even though every single morning I woke up and I cried my eyes out, I kept going. I kept moving forward because I realized that this wasn't about me. This mission was never about me. It never was and it never will be. And the moment that I thought it was about me was the moment I didn't want to get out of bed. And the moment I realized and remembered it was never about me. And there were people, there were other people out there that were crying themselves to sleep. There were other AJs out there that needed my help. I realized that I had a moral responsibility to help them. And I would not let them down because it wasn't about me. It never was. And it never will be. So I kept pushing. I kept moving forward. And in July or August, 2017, I had my first six-figure month. In just under 12 months of being in business, we had our first six-figure month in high-impact coaching. Now, the reason I wanted to share this whole story with you guys is because there's a handful of lessons throughout this story that every coach needs to know. 
every single coach needs to know if you want to be successful, whether you want to build a six-figure business, whether you want to build a multiple six-figure business, whether you want to build a million-dollar empire, multiple million-dollar empire, you must live these rules, all right? Number one, you got to get humble real quickly, right? When I first quit my job and I started into the coaching business, you know, I was confident because I was so successful in the corporate world, but I needed to realize that I didn't know what I didn't know. You know what you know, you know what you don't know, but then you also don't know what you don't know. And the reason you're not successful and the reason you're not at where you're at is because there's a lot that you don't know what you don't know. Because if you knew it all, you'd already be there. You'd be successful. So something that I had to get over really quickly was get humble really fast and realize that I was starting from ground zero and become a blank slate. We see this all the time with coaches, especially coaches that are like, mindset coaches. I couldn't tell you how many mindset coaches we talk to that are like, you know, I just need leads or I just need sales. My mindset's totally good. My mindset's 100% on, right? And I'm like, well, if your mindset was 100% good, you would actually be everywhere you wanted to go. So don't fucking lie to me and tell me that your mindset's 100% good because I know that at my level, at seven figures and multiple seven figures, I still have a lot of work to do on my mindset. And I'm a mindset coach and we teach mindset to mindset coaches. We teach mindset to mindset coaches, and I know that I need to continue to work on my mindset. So if you think that your mindset's there, you're fucking gone, right? Give up right now. The truth is we always need more work on our mindset. 99% of your problems are not strategy problems. They are not tactical problems. They are not framework problems. They are in your head. You are not making the decisions that you need to make. You are not taking the actions you need to take. You're telling yourself things that are not possible that actually are, and you're holding yourself back from doing the things that must be done. You're making excuses and you're saying that your mindset's fine, which is also an excuse. So number one, you got to get humble real quickly. You got to get humble real quickly because the truth is you can never get help until you get humble and you'll never get there unless you get help, right? That's number one. Number two, you have to focus on growth. So many coaches, when they start off, they expect it to be perfect right from the beginning. Tony Robbins had to have his first client at some point, right? Everybody starts from ground zero. You just need to focus on growth. And in order to grow, you have to make mistakes. The biggest problem that I see with coaches that prevents them from getting to six figures quickly or to multiple six figures or seven figures is they're scared to make mistakes. You have to go make mistakes. You have to go fuck stuff up, break some things. Because if you don't go break some things, you're never going to learn. You're never going to get there. You're never going to move forward fast, right? But this is by far one of the biggest problems that we see with coaches is perfection paralysis. They get stuck in perfection paralysis. And because of that, they never grow. And it's not their fault, right? You're trained from an early age to focus on, you know, when you're in school, you got to get the A. So you got to do all this studying about, maybe you got to study the entire textbook that only like 5% of the textbook is actually tested on, right? That's a huge waste of time. When in the entrepreneurial world, time and speed of implementation is actually the most important thing. So if you spend all of your time studying 100% of the textbook and you only need 5% of it, you're wasting a ton of time, right? That's the only way to fail as an entrepreneur. You got to focus on growth. You got to take action and you got to fail faster and you got to get help, right? If you're not getting help, you're never going to get there. This goes back to being humble. The more humble you get and the faster you realize that you need help, the faster you'll move forward. And like I mentioned, I knew, I knew that success left clues and I knew that I had to invest in myself in the very beginning. So I spent you know, $35,000 on different coaching programs and mentors and everything like that in the very beginning. And everybody always asks me, they're like, Xander, you know, what, what was the one coaching program that like really got you over the edge? And my answer is always like, that's like asking, like, if you were to keep one organ, 
like which organ would you keep to live? It's like, no, I needed all of them to figure out this recipe that we can now teach you guys, right? But there is one that I would go back and do again over and over again. There was a coaching program and a mentorship program that cost me $12,000 and I learned nothing. It was outdated systems, outdated frameworks. And frankly, the coaching support was horrendous. I didn't get any coaching support. And there's two reasons. You know what? After I went through that program, I was resentful. I was angry. It put me into credit card debt, $12,000 of just lost money. But looking back, I look back and that was actually probably one of the most important things that I needed to do, right? And I'll tell you why. Two reasons. Number one, it taught me who I didn't want to be as a coach and what didn't work. And number two, it gave me the opportunity to overcome my fears and invest again. You guys will hear me say this over and over again, but every single one of our decisions comes from one of two places. It either comes from purpose or it comes from fear. And every decision that you make from a place of purpose is going to be scary as shit because you have to face your fears. But every decision you make from a place of purpose will lead you towards greatness, love, purpose, intention, success, happiness, joy. And every decision you make from a place of fear will cause you to shrink, to shrivel, to think less of yourself, to be stuck, frustrated, angry, unfulfilled. And we need to start to learn to make more purposeful decisions. And this opportunity gave me the opportunity to make another purposeful decision in face of my fears and invest again. Because that next mentor that I invested in was the mentor that I was talking about that told me, Xander, you've got to get out of your own way. And you've got to start to market, promote, and sell yourself better than the marketers out there. That was the trigger that I needed to really get going. And had I not had the courage to prove to myself that I could keep moving forward and be 100% in, not 99% in, I would not be where I'm at right now. That's number two. You got to focus on growth. Number three, you got to take decisive, courageous action. This kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. My entire first year of business was uncomfortable. I was scared shitless. I would wake up with an anxiety elephant sitting on my chest. Because every decision that I made scared the shit out of me. I would wake up every morning. I would tell myself I had something called my big cojones action. And every morning I woke up, I would tell myself, I'm going to do the one thing that scares me the most. Why? Because I know that if I take an action that scares me, I'm going to grow. I knew that I was not the person that I needed to be. I knew I was not the coach I needed to be. I knew I was not the business owner that I needed to be to get to where I wanted to go. How? Because I was humble, right? And I was focused on growth right? I knew that I wasn't there. And in order to grow, I knew that I had to get out of my comfort zone. Growth comes from discomfort. It comes from stretching yourself. Just like when you're in the gym, you stress your muscles and they grow. Same thing goes on with your mind, with your mindset, with your intention, your energy, your beliefs, your ideas, your willpower. It all gets stretched as you stretch yourself and it grows. So I knew if I got more uncomfortable faster, I would actually grow faster. And I knew that the biggest roadblock for entrepreneurs was indecisiveness. Failure doesn't kill entrepreneurship. Failure doesn't kill your business. Indecisiveness kills your business. The lack of taking action. Over the last three years, I have lost probably between $200,000 and $300,000 on bad ideas or mistakes or poor investments. $300,000. But we've also made millions because we're decisive. Our ability to grow is directly correlated with how quickly we can be decisive and take action. One of my favorite things that I work on with my clients, we have something called the Colin Powell rule, right? The Colin Powell rule comes from, for those of you guys who don't know who Colin Powell was, he was the secretary of state or secretary of defense. I can't remember back in the George W. Bush administration in the U S 
during the time like around 9-11 when there was the whole war on terrorism and everything. And Colin Powell was making regular decisions that would involve hundreds or even thousands of people's lives at stake. And somebody asked him, I think it was a CNN news reporter. They asked him like, how do you make such you know, massive decisions so quickly? He said, I have a rule, 40 to 60%. It's the 40 to 60% rule. He said, I will not make a decision before I have 40% of the information. Because if I do, I probably don't have enough information to make an educated decision. And if I've waited past 60%, I've waited too long and it means lives could be lost. I make my decisions between 40 and 60%. This sounds very contrary to most people. Most people think that they need to have 100% of the answers. They need to have the perfect plan lined up. You don't. And if you do, you've waited too long, especially in entrepreneurship. You will never succeed if you have to wait to 80, 90, 100% of the information to make your decisions. You've got to be more decisive and take courageous action in the face of uncertainty. This goes back to being willing to make mistakes. If you are not willing to make mistakes, you will not succeed as a coach or as an entrepreneur ever. Those are the three biggest takeaways that I want you guys to take from this. And the last thing that I want to give you guys before I let you go, it's not going to be easy. Building a coaching business is not going to be easy. All right. I want everybody to understand that a lot of people get into the coaching space thinking that it's all about sipping Mai Tais on the beach, hanging out, you know, time freedom, money freedom, flexibility, you know, just giving people like advice on the phone while you're sipping Mai Tais. Coaching is not easy. It is hard. It is hard work. It is not for everybody. And I want you to realize that in this, you need to be 100% committed. It takes a lot. But for those of you that are ready for it, for those of you that actually want to have a bigger impact, it's worth it. Every day of the week, it's worth it. Because you will have meaning. You will have freedom. You will have the income as well, if you're willing to do what it takes. That's all I got for you guys today. Hopefully this was helpful for everybody. Thank you guys, everybody out there in podcast land for listening in. If you want to check this out live, be sure to join our Facebook group, xanderfryer.com forward slash FB group. And if any of you guys are interested in checking out our high impact coaching program, it's the program basically designed on how I was able to build a six-figure coaching business in less than 90 days. We've now done it with hundreds of different coaches as well across the world. So if you're interested in taking your coaching business to the next level, getting it to six figures, multiple six figures in the next few months, even if you don't have a big brand, even if you don't have an audience, you don't need a website. If you're interested in checking it out, go ahead and go to xanderfryer.com forward slash apply. And you can grab a 15 minute little brainstorming session with one of our coaches. We'll kind of dig into where you're at, what's working, what's not working. And if we can help you, we'll let you know. If not, we'll point you in some other directions. They'll give you great resources to move forward as well. But thank you guys for joining. Hope this one was great for you guys. I love you all. I'll talk to you soon.